You are listening to a message from Parkway Church in Kurana. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you as you listen. If you'd like to know more about who we are as a church, you can visit our website, parkway-church.com. Thank you so much. And Jack and I get to be in the WB crowd, the welcome back crowd. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are absolutely, we have been tracking with you guys, okay? We have a little in with Pastor Terry Bones. So we've been tracking with you and sometimes just, okay, Terry, what's up? And we are thrilled and we feel like the timing is of God and right now. So we are delighted on every possible front. Hallelujah. I want to, I'm, I'm, I'm just I think if I just even lean a little bit, everything will just tumble out. I feel so full of what God wants. Our, our book table is out there today. And so, Jack, I don't know if you want to go down that aisle or down this aisle. But um, whichever aisle, because that will make it easier, wherever you're going, Jack. I think this one. That one over there, that one over there. There we go. And if you want that book, now you get to have it. But you can just come and get the book. No, no. No raising your hand. There's no delivery service. It's there you go. Jack, Jack. Oh, that was not, that was sweet. Okay, that was sweet. That book is a compilation of of, uh, a number of words that the Lord releases. I capture them and get them out via Hear the Sound. So if you do not receive that in your inbox twice a month, three paragraphs, that's all they are. Sometimes paragraphs, you can get quite a bit in them. But we just want you to sign up today and get that. So see Jack at the table. Everybody else has to buy your book. The books are out there. I want to just turn with me. Um, I was going to set my timer and then decided not to. <laughs> so that's, that's good. Okay, that's really good. So go with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 9. And then I want to just speak a few things. I want to go back to what the Lord was saying in the uh, message that came, uh, tongues and interpretation, prophetic release. Um, I heard something from God in a way that I don't think I've ever heard it quite that way before. I hope you caught the phrase, I have provided for you the footwear. Did you hear that? I didn't make that up, did I? That was in that word, right toward the beginning. And I just, I I got so delighted that, uh, and this morning Jack said, well, I got my dress shoes, but I don't think I want to wear them today. It's lace up, thick soles, don't slide, warmer. And I said, whatever, go for it, you know. And, And so that was kind of happening with us this morning. And the Lord said, he's provided the footwear. 
And I like that. I really, really like that. So I wanted to comment on that and celebrate that. We meant to have a word for you this morning as, as you were sharing. And I just want you to listen up and pull it in for, for this man of God. As, as you were leading us in worship and causing me to sing songs I haven't sung before. And I was doing okay. And some I had. But I just, I just heard God say sackcloth and ashes. Now, it, it, this gets better, okay? That may not sound so good. But I, I just became so absorbed as I was hearing it. I wanted to stop everybody. I have to talk to him. But I can do it now. And sackcloth and ashes. And I heard the Lord say, usually, of course, within the scripture, that is a time of seeking God. It's a time of... of um, of uh, sorrowing, of lamenting, of, uh, but, but an earnestness. And, and God just, the Lord is responding to your earnestness, my friend. Sackcloth and ashes, but it gets even better. And, and I, I just began to see the sackcloth. I have no idea what sackcloth looks like, except in my mind, I was seeing gunny sacks, Okay. Are we good for gunny sacks if God says sackcloth and ashes? And, and I saw you and I saw gunny sacks. I saw you actually like one huge gunny sack around you. Sackcloth and ashes, gunny sack. And I heard the Lord say, it's not anything to do with appearance or exterior. The Lord said, inside that gunny sack, it's actually a seed bed, seed bag. And I began to see, it was so full, it wasn't limp, it wasn't just a little bit, it was such a full, bulging bag of seed. And the Lord said, you carry it, my son, you carry it. And the Lord is even now just sending some Holy Spirit plows into fallow ground areas to cut new planting rows. Hallelujah. And extend, extend, extend. And I said, God, I, now I'm excited about sackcloth, gunny sacks, seed bags. I'm excited about that. What about those ashes? And the Lord, it was a beautiful moment. He says, because my son has stayed by the fire and some of the ashes have just flown your way. And so we bless that in the name of Jesus. You want to say amen for one of your leaders today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When we were praying last night in, in special focus, just that fastening it in to this morning, I, I be, we were making a declaration, and the words were that uh, oh, an open portal. Now, if you hang, oh, that's exciting. Yay, that's exciting. Amen. Even God likes that word. He made a phone ring. Amen. Okay. And so open portal. And if you hang around intercessors much or prophetic anybody, they just love that vocabulary of open portal. And so I'm like, you know, we're saying it, we're declaring it. And so of course I look up and the Lord said, that's not what it is. I go, oh, okay. And and I saw a cutting instrument, which I actually believe is also the sword of the Spirit this morning. And I, saw, I believe this is for the house, 
this church, this collective was your word, Pastor Michelle. And, and the Lord just began to show me that, uh, and there was a, a tool that was cutting around circle. And of course, I'm still a little disappointed because I want it to be all of heaven open over this place. That would be great. But that's not what it was. It was a door handle hole. And I saw the Spirit cut it. And as he was making that opening, he said, there, there will be perfectly fit. It was precision. In fact, once it's open, who even remembers there's a hole there? And the Lord said, it's so precise what I'm doing that there will be a door handle that will perfectly fit this house and it will provide the opening into that which lies ahead in Jesus' name. And the Lord said, it is not too high so that it cannot be reached. It is not too low so that it would be missed. But the Lord said, it is exactly so that this house can grip that which God is about to open up before you. So I think we need a little bit louder amen on that. Amen, amen. First Chronicles and chapter 9 has, has become central, very, very dynamic in my own life. I know when God first spoke these words to me. I, I know where, where I was the first time I released these words. In the next few moments, we're going to look at how God works within a generation with those who will respond. Oh, yeah, that was the other part of that word where God said, your yes has been heard. Amen. The word yes attracts the presence of God. And, and so, very, very recently, Holy Spirit said, you can now begin to release this word that you've been carrying. Happy dance time, okay? I said, yay, God. It was about that time that, that Pastor Terry called and said, I said, yes. You know, right then, there's no, we don't have to think about it. We're on our way, in Jesus' name. So, this morning... I, I, I want you to come with me on this journey. It, is, it was very amazing to me because I had already found the verse. How many know in your Bible, everything about one verse that you find gets bigger when you put it back in context? That's the crazy, awesome, wonderful thing about God's Word, that, that you know, you can know a phrase. This morning, I, in the early hours, before I wanted to be hearing, um, I heard this, you know, it was like, um, as your day is, so shall your strength be. And I went, that's good. I know that's in the Bible. Google time. And so I Googled it. And, and I went, oh, 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 oh. And it just got huge. And so I knew that I knew what was in the chapter a little bit further. Go on down this side of the page, down about two-thirds. I knew what was in the chapter. 
And then one day, just in my time with the Lord, sitting on the floor, worship music going, I have to hear, I mean, I hear God best sitting on the floor with the worship music going. And I went, wait a minute. First Chronicles 9, it says in verse 2, now the first to resettle on their own property in their own towns were some Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. And, and, and I went, no, no, whoa, whoa, oh, I, I, I know that bunch. That's Ezra chapter 1. And for everybody that, you know, has already taken Bible Old Testament survey, those words are out of chronological order. Holy Spirit did not mess up. Relax, everybody. But rather, there is such an emphasis that Holy Spirit said, I got to put it right here so it'll catch your attention. So I already knew that there were some, note that word, some, not, and it shall be for all, therefore. It is some. Some Israelites, priests, Levites, and temple servants. Now, there's, there's good things about these people. They are not intruders. They are going to go and settle on that which is their own. Woo! Has the enemy ever come with a silly, silly lie and tried to say, ha, huh, who in the world do you think you are? Trying not to look at anybody in particular. <laughs> who do you think you are, and he comes with an accusation, and he says, you know, not, not, not for people like you. Next time you hear that, you can kick that one right to the curb fast. There is that which God has marked for our inheritance. There is that which God has said, it's yours. I remember a lovely lady in a church that we pastored a number of years ago, very prophetic, great gal. She came up to me, and, and I, I hope we'd been in a time of God's presence. Uh, I'm sure that we were. I don't know if we were fasting. I don't know if we were praying. I imagine we were worshiping. I don't know. And she said, I have a vi- had a vision of you. And I, oh, 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 you know, I wanted that word. And I said, yes, Dinah, what is it? And she said, I saw a tent large dwelling. I said, uh-huh. And, and she said, it was like big. I said, yeah, okay, large, big. I figured it out. Big. It's big. And, and she said, and, and at one end, it was like carpeted and furnished, and you're, you are only living in that one limited space. <laughs> I went, are you mad at me? I thought you liked me. It was not condemnation. It was not a rebuke. 
It was not a bad thing because the word of the Lord continued and said, the whole thing is yours. And I need to tell you that more than once, I always get interested when God replays that one for me. More than once, he will come back to me. He has done it several times and said, come on, push the boundaries a little bit. But when this group, that's because I can see it there. When this group went, they were not intruders. They went in to settle that which was their own property. I declare to this house this morning, there are wider parameters than you have yet known. There hasn't been shrinking, but there is now a stirring for the enlarging and the moving in. Now, I just declare from this point on, individuals all over this room are going to start hearing from God for yourself. All the while, Holy Spirit is going to grace us to hear for the house as well. He's good at it. So I, I got so interested. I knew this bunch, okay? And so just go with me because we find out a little bit more of there. What, what causes Ezra chapter 1? What brings about a group sum, not everybody, that is so important this morning from the Spirit, some are are responding to the now plan of God. Ezra chapter 1 is amazing. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart. One, two, three, four, five. Maybe say those five words with me. The Lord moved the heart. Say it with me again, because you didn't know which five words it was. (laughs) Sorry. The Lord moved the heart. It was time. The plans of God intersected with the point of history. In fact, you could Google around, go in to a history book and find this moment. But you might not know the backstory. You might not know the Holy Spirit activity. That's why we've got the book. We were watching the news last night, maybe about 6.45, 7 7 p.m. It's not the prophetic channel. It was CTV. Oh, but it was the prophetic channel. And I'm watching it, and I'm going, because I remembered. I remembered driving on a highway, not the main highway, and hearing something come over CBC, and hearing the Lord speak to me. And I began to just, oh, God. And then after the, the emotion of it, and after, make note, that was the Lord. Whew, don't even know if I can talk about that one. And by the way, I'm not going to talk about it this morning. And, and I said, maybe I didn't hear you right. Do you really, do you really step in 
to timelines in Canada? Do you, do you really? Huh? Holy Spirit? Do you go in behind what comes on the news? Can, can, can you really? Oh. So last night, I'm watching the news. And there it was. What God said. I finished and I was just startled again. And I said, God, I'm right back on that back road where we were driving. And I heard you speak a political statement. <laughs> when God speaks politically, he does not worry about being politically correct. He just is always correct. <laughs> and, and it was so exciting. So you and I are very surprised because there's about to be some divine activity. woo This is not just in a little emotional. This is heaven that's a very interesting phrase, moved the heart. If you look it up in the Greek, because in other versions, sometimes it says stirred the heart. And when you look it up, sorry, in the Hebrew, if you look it up in the Greek, you're not going to find it. If you look it up in the Hebrew, it actually, it's better if I, if I, I need you to help me, okay? Um, just just come right up here, because he is now going to teach you Hebrew. He is a Hebrew scholar, okay? And you could turn there, okay? Are you looking? Are your eyes open? Yeah. Good. Okay, that's great. Because now close your eyes. Isn't that funny? He's so, he thinks he's going to pray. That's not it at all. Okay, could you just look around the room with your eyes closed? Okay. It's different, isn't it? Yes, it's very good. I'm still here. It's all right. Okay, now here's the Greek meaning of that word moved. He needs one of those free coffees. <laughs> okay, all right. So in the Hebrew... That word means that somebody's eyes are closed and one, two, three, suddenly their eyes are opened as one being brought out of sleep and into the beginning of a day. Do you like the word? I do. And don't we look different when Holy Spirit wakes us and causes us to see. People look different when he causes us to see. Situations look different. Don't move. Look different when he causes us to see. Canada looks different when the Spirit of God moves on our hearts. Your community. <laughs> I don't know where the lady is with that, that made that whole announcement about cold, the coldest night of the year. Anyway, she's there. She's out. 
She's, she's out walking. She's practicing walking or something. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. I was thinking, where am I going to be on that day? And I thought, ah, we're in Sioux Lookout, Ontario. Guaranteed it'll be the coldness side of the year. <laughs> Canada, your community looks different when the Lord opens the eyes. And thank you, sir. You got the footwear for it, too. So who, who can God do that for? Well, look, he starts on a federal level. You say, well, yeah, in the Bible. No, 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 no. He starts on a federal level. He starts with a ruler who is esteemed, renowned, that has the highest level of authority of any domain on the then known world. That's where he starts. Not bad, God. And the same word, the same word that is used when a king comes into alignment with the now of God, that same word begins to go down and to find, let's see who he finds. Verse 5, then the families of Judah and Benjamin and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved. Holy Spirit really emphasized this to me last night. This is a very unique group of people. Pause. Israel has been in captivity. Judah, the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, the the smaller unit out of the full 12 tribes, they have been in captivity in Babylon. Like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, that's the crowd. They are not there building pyramids or slaving. By and large, it's not so bad. You know that verse that you have on that coffee cup? That says, for I know, finish it with me. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to, and not to, to give you. And you've been drinking a lot of coffee with that coffee cup. We love that verse. And it's coming out pretty soon for for graduation time. We just love it for graduation. For I know the plans. You have to go back to... Oh, Jeremiah, the Jeremiah who had decreed 70 years from now, this captivity will end and you will go back in the land. So it's like there's a prophetic promise on record. Do you hear it? Well, the thing was, Not everybody responded. 
I'm going to narrow it down. You can dig this out. It'll be there. There's actually three responses, three categories. I, I'm sure these categories exist in the province of Ontario today, in the nation of Canada. The first group, trust me in this, you'll find this in, in um, Jeremiah particularly, the first group, it was right after Babylon came in, Nebuchadnezzar, whoo, nasty, just burning down the temple, burning down the palaces, taking the treasuries, robbing on every hand, and taking you, 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 taking, skimming off excellence out of the land, brain drain, taking them. And, and there were those people. Number one response was this. They said, God wouldn't allow this. Don't unpack. <laughs> we'll be out of here before you know it. I mean, they sputtered around. That was the first response. They said, God would never. I mean, we just, it was the devil, and we'll just. They failed to acknowledge that God had spoken. And they were that group that, that just said, and, and folks, then there's that voice is in the land, okay? Ooh, let me just. Announcement time, that voice is in the land. Number two, another voice was there. And this voice, they unpacked. <laughs> and they got so excited, they actually liked living in Babylon. Come on. And they built houses, and they planted gardens, and, and, and they raised their family, and they had weddings, and they had grandchildren. And, and, and they just said, you know, well, well, you know, that inheritance stuff, we'll take the blessings Even if we forfeit the inheritance, just say ouch. So you got two things going on. They're, quite, they're polar difference. There's one, oh, this all, I mean, we'll be out of here. Other group says, we're not. I mean, we unpack, we're going to, this is it. For everyone this morning who feels like we have saturated the plans of God. So glad you're in church this morning. God's not done. Woo-hoo. So excited. And, and it, it got so loud. Haven't told you about the third group yet. But it got so loud, those voices just kind of you know, always just the clatter, the chatter, the noise. And it wasn't white noise. It was just noise. And finally, Ezekiel heard from God. Ezekiel's with them there. He's a contemporary with this group. And he hears from God. And he said, I'm going to put an end. Write it down. Those of you taking notes, Ezekiel 12. I am going to put an end to this proverb. Proverb? What do you mean? Well, common saying. The stuff people say when they're in the middle. That is a powerful song. 
The stuff people say when they're in the middle. The stuff people say. So Ezekiel 12, 21. I'm going to put an end to this proverb. For is it not always said in Israel that every vision comes to nothing? That became a common saying. Believe that once too. You are going to sit on the inside probably next time they have anybody prophetic around here. That, that, oh, I used to believe that too. Ah, they told us stuff like that. Haven't you noticed that every revival peaks and peters out? Until it becomes chatter of unbelief. They're in the middle. They know they're not where they were, but they don't have a lot of expectation to get where they're going. And Ezekiel stood up under the anointing and said, I bring an end to that way of thinking that every vision never does. It just goes poof and plop. I'm ending it now. And I want to join with Ezekiel and serve notice on that whether it's in my heart, your heart, or in the heart of any leader across this great nation. So who is the third group? The third group are there for us. Let me summarize it for you. They're the ones that know how to count to 70. So they went in. They heard Jeremiah. They said, unpack Build your houses, make a nice garden, give some room to enlarge, have your kids, raise your kids, marry off your kids. You'll have grandchildren, you'll take pictures, and it'll be a couple of generations. But all the while, you're counting to 70. Because the plan continues. The plan is in motion. The plan moves on. This is the bunch in that fifth verse of Ezra 1 that it says some, it'll say some in 1 Chronicles, but there were those that said, I lay before you, please hear this, I lay before you And surrender back to you what you've already done. In expectation of what you are going to do. So, all over the room, if you have anything that resembles a key. Oh, good. Look. There it is. Perfect. You sat in the right chair, too. Just just get your key out, okay? We're not going to put these in the offering. Okay, it's all right. Do you have keys? There they come. Do you have keys? No keys. Oops. No, there, there. I'm hearing the keys. All right, all over the room. Okay, now, Jack, is that our key? Oh, no. Is the house key on it, too? 
I always get nervous at this part of the message. Okay, would you take that key, sum, which we're all going to be the sum today, okay? By the grace of God, our hearts are being opened. We're going to take what God has already done, and we're going to yield, not in your hands, you're going to yield it back in expectation of what's coming. Put it on the floor in front of you. That's a holy sound you're hearing around this room. You say, oh, no, you, you aren't devaluing what he already did. You're celebrating that your God can speak a word and can cause you to count to 70. And Daniel started praying it in. Word began to get around. God begins to move on the federal level in the highest government buildings. And the people of God begin to hear, the time has come. And they say, we're laying down our keys because we're pursuing our inheritance. So now, back to 1 Chronicles 9. It's amazing. In this chapter, let me, let me pick out a few words for you. Probably some of my favorite words are at the end of verse 22. Here are the adjectives. First Chronicles, those working on, thank you. Good job back there. I'm sending you all. Okay. Now, it's a long one. So write down. There they are. Okay. Not sure which. Okay, in, in my version, all right, here's words. I want this house to hear them. This group who laid down their keys, this group whose hearts are moved, whose eyes have been opened, this group who said yes, just like the prophetic utterance this morning, this group are called, the adjective in my version they are called entrusted ones. Ooh, have to stop and think about that for a minute. They're trusted. Am I? Can God? And I will? I believe all over this room, God is, is coming today. And he's saying... I know I have those who can be entrusted in this generation. Boy, we're not perfect. In fact, Nehemiah would have to tell them, you're going to be building with burnt stones. <laughs> the temple had been burnt. We're not perfect, sir. Oh, well, perhaps you are. And, and that's marvelous. But I believe God is raising up those who can be trusted. 
Amen. Can be trusted. Can be trusted. Trusted. There's another word. It says that they are not only ones entrusted. They can be trusted. They are assigned. There's two adjectives there, folks. They're on assignment. That song, another song, the one I knew, a couple of my knew it, but this one. You're a good, good father. I mean, I can just, I can go, ah, oh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. And then I have to get to those lines. And you made us sing them a whole lot. <laughs> You're perfect in all of your ways. God, I'm going to try it the second time through and I'll be stuttering a little. Kind of almost, well, you hit it pretty good in some of your ways. You made us sing it. I reached over, and by this time I had Jack's hand, and I was squeezing it. We were here last October, a year ago. Phew, we made it a year and three months without being back here. That was too long. <laughs> so we were here in October, then we were in Sarnia in January. And then we went overseas because we always go overseas at this time of the year. <laughs> yes. I carry words about nations. Come on. And, 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 and one time we were here and you released prayer over us, and that became the main focus that we went overseas with. Whoop, that one was awesome. And, and, you know, so last summer, or last, last March, Good Friday, the evening of Good Friday, Jack got really sick. And you were talking, Pastor, about the ambulance showing up at Sam's house. I'm not sure which street that is, but we came by an ambulance at a house. We prayed too. But there was one at 4287 RJ Avenue in Beamsville. It was 1130 at night. And the, they were, the paramedics were doing what they were doing so well. We didn't know what was going on. Jack was desperately ill. He started getting ill that night of, of Good Friday evening, it's now Easter Monday. Ambulance is at the house. We don't know what's going on. They take him to the smaller Grimsby Hospital. And 2.20 in the morning, the attending physician looked at me and said, Mrs. Kendi, why don't you go home? You've already had a long night. I look at Jack. IV running. I don't know. It seems like everything is just ah, wah, wah. And it was like, I knew I was supposed to follow what the doctor said. Here's what else he said, Mitch. He said, 
Make sure you bring his coat when you come in the morning. I heard it from the Spirit. So I went home and crazy, I slept. Couldn't hardly believe it. I got to sleep. I was probably exhausted. I got to sleep. And I, I shot out of that bed when the alarm went off early. And, and I said, okay, and of course, what do you do first? You call the hospital. Hello, this is Mrs. Kennedy. How is my husband doing? We have no Mr. Jack Kennedy here. Oh, yes, you do. I was there until 2.20. I left at 2.20. He's there. Find him. I mean, I said it nicely. Oh, yes, ma'am. Please find him. She said, we don't have him here. He's not, there's nobody here by that name. I thought if she says the word privacy laws, <laughs> one more time. I said, thank you, ma'am, very much. I said, I'm getting in that shower. I'm getting dressed. It's 12 kilometers from here. I'm driving down there, and I will find him. So I get in the shower. The phone rings. I'm trying to remember. Do you die if you have a wet hand and you touch a cell phone, or is it, or is it a hairdryer? I couldn't remember. I thought, I'm going to risk it. And, and so I answered, and it was this nice voice. She introduced herself. She said, hi, I'm calling from Joseph Brand Hospital in Burlington and just wanted to give you an update before I got off ship because I said, wait a minute. Ma'am, are you calling me about my husband? Yes. Where are you calling from? Burlington, that's 35 kilometers away. I said, whoa, wait a minute. She goes, uh-oh. I think there was one call that got missed. She said, let's start over again. Early this morning, your husband was brought by ambulance. I'm calling you from ICU. It's in Burlington. I said, ma'am, you just remind me, is this the hospital at the end of the bridge? She said, yeah. Found out later she was a believer. Actually, prayed with, she prayed with Jack before she left the shift. But she said, turn here, get in that right lane, take that exit, come in here, parking. Sandra, you know, she was so nice. And then I get back in the shower and I thought, oh, my goodness. We thought it was the flu. And he ended up in ICU. This is no time for a poem. I think I'm in crises. And then there was a message came through, a voicemail popped in that it was the doctor that I was supposed to get the call but didn't get the call. And ah, you are perfect in all of your ways. I don't think so. Like, we just got in. Hello, God. We just got in from Asia. The anointing was at the highest level area. Do I need to tell you how many times I preached in Asia? Do I need to tell you the remarkable level by which God, you, you, God, were at work through me, your vessel? I said yes. You're perfect. I don't think this one's very perfect. At which time, the Lord, not just then, 
even last night, when we pulled back into your area, we just said, God, we'd only been home 17 days. We'd been in Asia. It didn't happen while we were in Asia. 17 days after we got just 17 days, a gallstone went active. Infection. High levels. Blood pressure crazy. Jack's heart couldn't function. He had a heart attack. So now we've got gallstone, gallbladder, cardiac, heart attack, ah, AFib. I learned way too much right there. You made us sing it. You're perfect in all of your ways. Well, Jack finally had surgery many weeks later because they had to wait till his heart was strong. Nice bedside manner. They don't have nice bedside manner in ICU. Doctor said, wait, there's not a doctor in Ontario that would take that gallbladder and gallstone out now. You die. Well, we got that one. Okay, we'll wait. We waited and we waited and so many details. But we're back on the road again. Jack's back. You know, it's like, yeah. And we're going to be heading overseas because he's approved for travel. And we can go. And woo-hoo, let's go. Wait, hold your applause. There's a federal election coming up in India. And the people that we serve with said, we can't invite you this year what I'm doing here. I'm supposed to be in India. Bangalore. They had family camp without us yesterday. They will have the Women of Destiny conference without us. I've preached that thing how many years? You are perfect in all of your ways. <laughs> okay, Holy Spirit's landed on that. So right now, Lord, from I'm not done, but from the front right down through, starting back there across all the way up, like ripples and all the way down. We want to be those If we have placed our trust in you, we say on this day, you are worthy of our trust. Amen. It's amazing to be involved with God, church. The other thing that God gave me when that prophetic word was coming was the Lord said, I'm going to pour out over you. I'm going to pour out over you. Never never seen it this way. This is my first time Sunday, okay? All of a sudden, I just saw blessings poured out. And, and the cynical me, okay, cynical me said, isn't that funny how all prophetic words end up with, I will pour out blessings. And the spirit-led part of me said, are you listening? I said, oh, yeah, of course, listening. And then I saw it. 
the Lord said, I am going to pour out my blessings. I am going to pour out my blessings. I saw the flow of the water of blessings poured out. And then the very next slide that came up was like a waterfall. So cool. And God said, as the water flows down, as blessings are poured forth on this church, on your life, as blessings are poured forth, the Lord said, I will, I will clean off. Water can do it, folks. It's strong enough to do it. The Lord said, the force of the flow is going to remove the rough edges. Say a bigger amen than that. And then the Lord said, and all the residual yuck will get carried away. So I say, God, pour out the blessings. In Jesus' name. That says something else about these folks. In fact, we could start right now, but we had to hear all of that to appreciate this. That verse 22, I think it's still up there. The gatekeepers, oh, that's who else they are. They're gatekeepers. They've been assigned to their positions of trust by David and Samuel the seer. And when I read that, I went, whoa, wait a minute. God, David and Samuel aren't around. <laughs> this is chronological confusion. They are not around. These people are functioning what, according to what Samuel and David had said in place. Lord said, did you hear what you just said? This generation is doing God's work God's way. We needed a louder amen. It's no time to say, well, because we've got a temple that was all burned down, I guess we'll just have to squeeze the rules a little. No. God's work, done God's way, sir, still works. Fasten your seatbelts. This gets pretty amazing. I want to declare prophetically to you, verse 25, their brothers in their villages, had to come from time to time and share their duties for seven-day periods. We were praying into this last night. I declare over this house that there are more that share your like-mindedness than you have yet met. Get ready. Do not become isolated in the vision that the Lord is revealing. Do not... Begin to feel like you're the only one out in the cold at night walking. No, no, no. That was like a prophetic yes to this point in the scripture. The word of God said, these that were under assignment had the most beautiful gift of others of like-mindedness came and shared the task. Just say aloud, Amen. Get ready for it. Then the word of the Lord continues. 
notice, and, and you begin to read all their preparations, just jump down for one moment to verse 32. Some of the Kohathites, Kohathites brothers were in charge of preparing for every Sabbath the bread set out on the table. Now we read things like that and we go, am I done yet with reading this chapter? <laughs> Come on, hang in there. Because we read that, and here's what God wants you to know. He already knows that much of the critical work of the kingdom is done behind the scenes. These guys, so are you a Kohathite? Hard to say that, Kohathite. Yeah? Well, aren't you excited? You laid down your keys. Remember when you had that beautiful house back in Babylon, the one with the garden, and had all those pictures of you with the grandkids? You laid your keys down, didn't you? Isn't it exciting to have God move your house? Move your heart, not your house. Okay, your house too. Okay. And at which point you go, so what do you do in the kingdom? I bake bread. You traded your keys to come here and bake bread? (laughs) Sort clothes? Buy lots of those? Honeycombs? Jif peanut butter? Two, four, six. Was it on sale? That's good. Really good. You see, that bread was no ordinary bread. Those clothes are no ordinary clothes. When those are done under the direction of the Spirit of God, that bread that was made was the symbol of the covenant. I, God, make a covenant with 12 tribes. That's you. You are under covenant. Those clothes are going to go to some people that go, huh? You mean God still cares about me? This bed that you gave me? I dismissed God a long time ago. But my grandma used to. Oh, wait, there was that one time when I went to VBS, a long time ago, I felt something. Is that the same God? Do you get it? Much of the work of the kingdom is done behind the scenes. But it causes that which is the manifesting of God's relationship to come forth. Word of God says, we're landing, we're finishing with verse 27. There's a certain group, they would spend the night stationed around the house of God because they had to guard it. (laughs) Wow. They had to guard it. They inconvenienced themselves. Just hear that. They inconvenienced themselves. That God's, those things precious to God, could be guarded. I feel like I could just kind of go across the room and end up anywhere. 
and I would find those who you have inconvenienced yourself, not for attention, not so people will say, well, they're really valuable to this church. They're pretty amazing in their generation. No, they did it. Because they were calling precious what God calls precious. And they were not going to be careless about that which is sacred. But now, and they had charge of the key for opening it each morning. Close your Bibles. I need your full attention. If you're taking notes, the Holy Spirit will remind you. You can bring this back or get the recording or something. Did you hear what that scripture said? They had charge of the key for opening it each morning. That's incredible, Pastor. They've got something in their hand. Who is in charge of the key? The people that laid down their key to what God had already done in full assurance of what God was about to do. One key laid down, another key coming from the Spirit of God. They had charge of the key. What was that key for? What did that key open? That key opened the presence of the Lord. That key opened the place of his presence. And we're not just talking about the main doors to this church. We're talking about access to everything inside those doors. Do you know how many people in the Lampton up and down this way, up the coast, right on down, do you know how many of them want this church to receive that key? They want somebody to open up access to the place of his presence. They they're saying, I, I heard about this place. I heard that there's cleansing from my sins. I don't know if you've been listening to some of the public chatter on CBC this last while, but the levels of stress in our society. Stress is overtaking other statistics for why companies in our nation aren't functioning to their maximum. Stress. A lot of the stress is because people need cleansing from their sin. 
They don't know what to do with their sin. The statistics of fentanyl. They're not supposed to die at that rate. Our daughter on the phone yesterday talked about the crowd that one of our other relatives that were desperately concerned for the crowd she runs in. Five in her crowd died since the beginning of the year. Another statistic. It roared out of the state of New York this past week. They passed the legislation that says if the baby has not emerged from the womb, you can kill the baby. And let us be reminded, Canada, that is also legal in Canada. We've never had that any adaptation of the law, though the Supreme Court said at the beginning, you better put a limitation on this. And our government never has. Assisted suicide? The thousands? Thousands. Not just a quirky few. Thousands. Our society. Ah. Somebody's got the key. Somebody's got the key. And the key opens up access, come on church, access to a place to be cleansed. Hallelujah. I heard that inside that door, there is a lamp that's burning. It is horribly dark. I can't find my way. Do you have the key? Do you have the key? Do you have the key? Where are you going to be tomorrow morning at uh, 10, 15? Where is work? Wallaceburg. What do you do in Wallaceburg at 10.15 tomorrow morning? This sounds like artificial intelligence asking. Operate machines. <gasps> Operate machines. 10.15 tomorrow morning in Wallaceburg. Do you work with anybody else? Yep. How many? I don't know those 15 people. You do. But statistically, out of that 15, somebody is desperate for the key. You know what else is inside there? That table with the bread? You know what else is inside there? An altar of incense. The incense rises to God. God hears. Will you pray for me? You're going to start hearing that church. Oh, not so much. I'm not declaring an official prayer line to take it. I'm talking about you those 15 that come up and say, oh, what did you do the weekend? Party was over at. And you will say, mm -mm, actually, it's church. It was in church Sunday morning. <laughs> oh. 
until just about closing time. Do you have to punch out? Do you have to time clock? Okay, I thought so. And about that time, as you move away, a voice leaning down and saying to you, did you say church? I did. Church? Does that mean you could pray for the mess? Because I just found out my son's about your age. And he's doing drugs. One of his buddies. One of his buddies got the wrong stuff. Could you pray? He's in a coma in the hospital. They medevaced him. I don't know if he'll live. Could you pray? And you know what else is behind that door? Oh, not in the first part and not in the other, but in that last section is the Holy of Holies. And there's the Shekinah glory, and there's the place of his presence. And you've got the key. Would you stand all over this room? Keep your hands empty. Do not pick up those keys yet. <laughs> I got Pastor Mitch's. Now that you're standing, I want to go up here. I'm about to lead you in a prophetic act. I'm going to invite you to extend your hand and receive a key. It has to come by, it's, it's, it's invisible, okay? But it's real. On the basis of the word of God, on the basis of God looking for those with whom he can place the key to open up the presence of God. This church is about to get a new key, but multiplied, accumulated together all over this church. You, who works... In Equipment drives equipment at 10.15 tomorrow morning. God is going to give you a key. You say, well, I'm, I, I'm not really known as a place of influence. Hey, buddy, you're not inviting them to your house. You're, well, you might, but you're inviting them to the place of God's presence. There's the key. Are you ready? Are you ready, sir? I said, but my family, I'm the one they don't listen to. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? So I'm going to pray for us first. So, Father, right now, everything that would inhibit us from receiving the key, we refuse it now in Jesus' name. Let the flow of the blessing of God, that coming from the greater one to us who benefit so much, let it wash off the residual yuck. There's other words for it. Yuck of unbelief, of disappointment, of delay, of deferred, sick hearts, limited expectation 
oh God, right now from the beginning, right where my hand is and the hand of every individual in this room. Father, get us ready to be in charge of the key. For you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect. We may not board a plane this week with a passport and a visa in our hand. But you are perfect in all of your ways. Now I want you to look at me. I'm going to start over there in Jesus' name. Everybody, are you ready to receive the key now in a prophetic moment? In authority of the word of God and the spirit among us, I release to you a key that will open and gain access on behalf of many. In Jesus' name. Okay, middle section. Here I am, I'm over here. You can look at me over here, Mr. Drive the Machinery Man. Okay, in Jesus' name, I release to you the key. I release to you the key. I release to you the key. I release, sir, to you the key. I release the key. I release the key. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everyone in this section, I release the key. You're the closest staff person here. In Jesus' name, I release the key. I release the key in charge of the door and opening it. I speak to those whom you would assume are not interested. Holy Spirit is going to show you their desperation. Theirs is not a casual interest. They're really quite desperate, you know. And they want what's waiting on the other side of what you can open. Where will you be at 10.15 tomorrow morning? At work. Yeah, in Jesus' name. I don't know what the gang, the group are talking about at coffee break. But I know the cry that can't be heard except by those who have ears to hear in Jesus name in Jesus name oh just take a moment ask God you say I don't know what the key will open God is going to show you folks Holy Spirit is going to show you in Jesus name there are things going to open that are going to be a surprise. Other things you're going to recognize because you have been praying for them. Hallelujah. It's going to open. It's going to open. It's going to open. It's going to open. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our message. We hope that it blessed and encouraged you. If you liked what you heard, we would love for you to come join us on a Sunday morning here in Karana at 10 a.m. at 551 Murray Drive. If you'd like more information on who we are as a church and as a community, you can visit our website at parkway-church.com.